You're listening to Spoiler Alert! Spoiler Alert! I'm your host, Johnny Destructor. With me this week is Len. Hey! And Brian. Hi. Oh, <laughs> no! Sup? Yeah, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hi! We're here to talk about this week's books, but first, uh, we're going to talk about some current events. Hmm. Events. And then we got some letters. Let's start with... We had a couple trailers dropped this week, and usually... Ooh. Usually we just wait for gutter talk, mm -hmm. but uh, we just sat and watched all three trailers in a row, so I figured it'd be a waste of time if we didn't at least cover them quickly. And they're comic book-centric, at yeah. least two of them. Yeah. yeah. so. And the other one has had comics about it. Licensed property. I assume. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There we go. I had, I had the replica of the backpack. The proton pack? Yeah. The proton pack. Let's talk about Ghostbusters 2020. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. Is the subheading. Sorry. Not answer the call, like, after release that they put a uh -huh. subtitle on it. This was subtitled pre-release. I see. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of this trailer? Who wants to go cool? first? It's, it's Ghostbusters by way of E.T. And, yeah, Stranger Things. Yeah. 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 yeah, which makes sense because it's by the son of the person who, the original director of mm -hmm. Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, I truly appreciate that it is not another rehash in New York and Ghosts Come Back. It seems yeah. like a completely different movie mm -hmm. that just kind of works with the IP, which I'm yeah. down. Super down. It's yeah. interesting that they, like, nobody believes in the ghosts anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. They forgot about it, which is something I always thought was strange for the second Ghostbusters yeah. movie. Right. Um, Which is like right. five like, years later. What do you mean? Nobody believes in... Yeah. I guess because they just wanted to be able to tell their stories with the characters as yeah. basically who they already were yeah. rather than super famous Ghostbusters. But, um, you know, it's an interesting callback to that. I think yeah. the, the older I get to and the, and the more uh, like current events happening and the more that people forget mm. All the awful things that used to happen, and that's mm. how, like, you know, we do this because we don't want this to set on fire, mm -hmm. and because that hasn't set on fire in forever because we do this, mm -hmm. well, we don't need that anymore. We don't need yeah. this yeah. anymore. So, like, right. even current events are just, like, lining up with everyone selectively forgetting shit, and, like, this whole plot kind of oddly makes sense. And also keep in mind that the people who don't remember it are children small children right i've and got 25 year olds that i hang out with who don't know what a cd case is anymore they're like what so they're sure. all walter pecks they're all the, they're all mm -hmm. evil <laughs> walter pecks <laughs> <laughs> what'd you think len i enjoyed it i i enjoyed it i enjoyed the um i like that it's like you said it's set someplace else um it's not trying to rehash the story uh, it's introducing a whole new characters um, mm -hmm. while adding to, I guess, the mythology of the Ghostbusters. I would have been fine to be to be honest if this never happened. Yeah, but <laughs> they look like they're doing something different with it. So I'm. Um, yeah, I had cool. I had gotten to the point where we had been hearing about a potential sequel for so yeah. long that I was just like, I don't care, guys. <laughs> I don't. We can stop talking about it. I'm not. I don't care. But the trailer was fine, and I, I didn't have any response to it other than when you, I heard the siren of mm -hmm. the Ecto One. Yeah. 
And I was like, ooh, like, that hit me in my core a little bit. I was like, there was a Pavlovian response of like, I'm a child now because of this siren. I have a funny feeling they're going to dole out like the little Easter eggs like yeah. that with each trailer. Hmm. Now, what I hope they don't do is what they did in the last Ghostbusters. Um, he was it? Answer the call? Yeah. Yeah. Where they ground the movie to a halt in order to introduce one of the previous Ghostbusters in a cameo role. Uh-huh. It just really, uh, everything just stopped <clears throat> well, so that we could introduce, oh, look, here's Venkman. Hmm. Well, yeah, we were talking about that uh, off air, the fact that I think one of the bigger, pro- like, I actually liked the 2016, 2015. Answer the call? Yeah, I love. I actually really liked Answer I think the Call. I think it was solid. really funny. Yeah. Like, I've rewatched it since, and it, it's, it holds up. It's very funny. Um, they went. I think the biggest mistake though is that they went out of their way to make it out of continuity. Yeah. And but they still wanted their cake and eat it too, and insert all of these cameos. Mm-hmm. And because they weren't organic cameos or character cameos, they were just like fucking weird. Hey, Dan Aykroyd drives yeah. a cab. Yeah, they, does, they were just awkward. Like, yeah. oh, I get it. Cool. It seems like an odd choice to not set it in continuity. Mm-hmm. You know. So I didn't see the movie, but it just you know from what I know about it. It seems weird. Why not revisit that same world and you're not remaking it? You know, they're different than mm-hmm. they were. Why not just have yeah. them be new characters in the same in the same world? You know? yeah. Well, because I think there is an argument to be made that is as hallowed as Ghostbusters one and two is. Mm. Uh, one. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> KD has unsanctified Ghostbusters 2. Shame. Shame. Yes, Ghostbusters 2 is walking naked in the streets. Yeah. Um, but as much as it's finally remembered, as some people uh, have for both of those films, they, they both are pretty old. Sure. They're over at least 25, 30 years old. So there's an argument to be made if we're going to do another Ghostbusters and we are trying to do it with with women to instead of trying to set it in that universe let's reboot it. Hmm. God knows they've rebooted Spider-Man after sure. 10 years. Yeah. Who's to say that Ghostbusters can't be rebooted yeah. after yeah, 30 yeah. years? I, you know, I, I am totally down. Like I believe in re- remakes, reboot, do whatever you want, just make it good. And that's what I mean by like their cake and eat it too. Like if they just committed to making it different and their own thing, mm-hmm. great. Every time the movie grind to a halt is when they did a callback and did a cameo and yeah. did a winky winky. And you're like, yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah, don't give me the winky yeah. winky. Just, yeah. just be funny. Yeah. I didn't just mind. I didn't mind the wink winks so much. Like the Harold Ramis and seeing Harold Ramis that, shows up as a bust. That was somewhere. cool. But that having cool. like a whole ten minute subplot of with with, with Bill with, Murray. With Bill Murray. That's oh, where the, that, that was just awful. Oh, he was in it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. surprising it, for, it, you know, see, for Bill Murray. Even Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd showing up. Hard to get a hold of. Oh, I feel like he goes to weddings. Like he's he's everywhere. Yeah, but he doesn't not when he's invited. Phone. He, <laughs> does, he does exactly what he wants. He does. He doesn't have an agent. Doesn't yeah. have a manager. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah he oh. missed out. They wanted him for Toy Story for the Tom Hanks role, and he said that's one that I really regret. Like I just he has this one phone that he checks every now and again. He's like, I missed it. You know, he's, I didn't get the call in time. Bill Murray yeah. roams the earth like a samurai. He's an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Yeah. Yeah. I love he doesn't him. Have, yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. No. So just having like you know. How Ramis bus was fine. I didn't even mind Dan Aykroyd as the cab driver, but it's when Bill Murray comes in and then has like you know pages of dialogue. It's like hmm. all right, and then just yeah. to get killed. Yeah, yeah. As a joke, I'm like, that's not funny. Hmm. No, it was only funny in <laughs> yeah. Zombieland. 
That was really. It's true. It's true. Uh, what about the Black Widow trailer? After ten years, uh, the main female hero of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is yeah. getting a posthumous release of a movie uh, that takes place after Civil War, but before Infinity War. And uh, what did you guys think of it, Len? It was it was okay. It was cool. Yeah, you know, it seems I, fine. Yeah, it seems fine. It seems like a typical Marvel movie, to mm-hmm. be fair. So yeah. you know, nice to see her at the at the head of one for a change. As much as it is, because it looks like it could still be considered an ensemble yeah. with so many people that they introduced into it. So it looks fine. Um, I'm curious about the stakes because of what we now know has happened to that character. So how much, you know, how much can we really get emotionally invested in what yeah. happens to her in this? Um, in this movie but you know it looks fun yeah yeah I think it was a a solid trailer I like the music they seem to do something with her that they did when they introduced Wonder Woman in the Snyderverse which is like this strange metal what's a sting like a Black Widow sting yeah like a electric guitar riff Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. but I mean I liked it Mm. I think it's effective I think it's the way to go like when you've got uh, so they've never done this with a have they done this with a character like after being introduced elsewhere then they get a, a, a solo like Spider-Man Black Panther you're right yeah they did do it with them um, I, I think it's the way to but go but not after like, they've died I was gonna say yeah. like yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Very in, in spectacular fashion dying to save the universe um, if you're going to like posthumously do something it needs to be totally completely different and probably smaller stakes yeah. like just a character movie mm-hmm. instead of it be a Avengers 3.4. I would love for there to be more superhero movies that are the smaller stakes that are sometimes in the comics where mm-hmm. like I've I've often said that some like Star Trek works really well as a TV show yes. and some of the movies are awesome but it's just it's truer expression as the show because the character arc is one of the guest stars character arc in a lot of those stories and that's the case like Batman doesn't go through a huge character arc every issue of Detective Comics sometimes it's like I have to save this family sometimes he's stuck in a dream sequence for seven issues straight it happens yeah right Uh, a nightmare <laughs> uh, you know what this but so that's the same sentiment that I don't know if fandom would be ready for that because that's the same sentiment that people were bitching about when it came to something like the solo movie like oh, oh it's, yeah, the stakes enough. are so low. Was right. it like who cared? You know, like whatever a bank heist. I'm like yeah. no, that that's was, what I that want. Was the movie right. bank heist in right. Star Wars, yeah. great. But with the the Black Widow, um, it, I think my feeling is similar to you guys. Like it's a prequel. I'm usually not that into prequels because I know how the story ends. The dramatic tension is mostly gone. Um, I think, like Len said, it looks like a fun Marvel movie. It'll be fun. It's the May release. Historically, mm. Marvel yeah. has had a very huge movie yeah. May every year, right? All the Avengers movies, uh, mm. Guardians, the Civil well, War. Didn't one of the Avengers release in April? It's always it's always like late it April. Did, it's the first actually. weekend in May, like mm-hmm. the like the opening summer release. Mm-hmm. And this is their entry, so it's like I don't know. Do you think that like to be to be nothing but a uh, guess or what's the word I'm looking for where you're making conjectures based off of absolutely nothing? Guess. You did no. it. <laughs> no, I um, um bullshitting. I would ever size theory. Eh. Um, uh, postulate conjecture. Conjecture. Sure. Conjecture. conjecture. Let's go with that. Uh, I want you to keep all this in. <laughs> <laughs> in this awkward science that follows. 
Uh, now it's possible. <laughs> no, no. Oh, he ran. I was going. I was going. I was going. I was no, going. Uh, I I do, do you think like the the advertising <laughs> is holding things back? Maybe this movie is much bigger and has other ramifications other than just Black Widow. Well, I'm sure there are surprises about. I'm sure. Yeah. I would assume that's kind of how they work. See, that's the thing. Is like. I this is set so far back in Marvel continuity yeah. that it's like the Infinity Stones have been taken care of, you know, all of these things. But have there's happened. also a time travel element to the previous movie, oh, so that who is knows true. who we're gonna see if that's true. through time. Or she could have become Doctor Manhattan. She's living this moment at the same time <laughs> yeah, as she's yeah. falling off, being yeah. thrown off a cliff. Oh, that is possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, actually, this film is a fever dream as she's falling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And in and the end, she just in, dies. Yeah. Nothing different happens. The I, movie ends with her splatting in Vormir <laughs> and, just, yeah. and just fading to black. Yeah. <laughs> no preamble. If you have not seen the yeah. other movies, you're it's screwed. Because it's a connected universe. That yeah. happens. Uh, the one thing that I found strange about this is, that, I don't know if you guys remember, in um, Endgame, mm -hmm. there is a sequence where all that she has is the Avengers, and she has no family, and mm, she yeah, she yeah, never yeah. had any family yeah. to speak of. Was yeah. kind of the the what I was getting from that sequence, uh, and like the Avengers are her family, and that's why it's so important to keep the Avengers going. Yeah. But then in this movie is like, here's the Widow family. Yeah, but she this, literally but, has a family. But this could be <laughs> the reason why the Avengers mean so much to her. And in the in the future, okay, yeah, right, well, that's entirely right. possible. So that reason, yeah, yeah, that tracks. And but. it's also. It's also possible that there will be seeds set for whatever next thing. And looking back, we might be like, "Oh yeah, there's, you know, even though it was said in the past, these yeah. things played out." I in think the there future. were rumors that um, Yelena, uh, the the blonde uh, Pew, who plays her in the movie, that they're uh -huh. introducing. I, I forget her name, but she's in the comics has been Black Widow. Yeah. Like, so this oh, will be really? like, yeah, the oh, second yeah. Black Widow. Yeah. 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 See, that's the other issue with this is it is about Black Widow, who is fine, you know. She's certain she's no Captain Marvel. You know what I mean? She's not like the story that I've been hungering to see. Mm -hmm. um, it's true. Yeah. My only my reaction to her having a movie has always been it's Scarlett Johansson. She's the only woman. Why doesn't she have a right. movie? Not. Oh, my God. I need a right. Black Widow movie. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What about it? God, I'm sorry. That was it. Oh, Just yeah. That, yeah, yeah that I'm like, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a fun movie. I'll probably like it. But. Right, I've you know Captain Marvel. I was like, oh yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> this is gonna be cool. Yeah. Whereas Black Widow, it's like, yeah, she should probably have a movie. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, but knowing Marvel, who's the director? Kate Shortland. Know. Who do I know? Do I know her from something? So for, this is her biggest thing. Okay, I think cool. she's, yeah. Uh, now Wonder Woman also dropped Wonder Woman eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. This is not seventeen eighty four. This is a great trailer. This is my favorite of the three trailers. Agreed. I thought that the. The music, the timing, the footage, the action, everything I think was swinging for the fences and nailed it. Uh, I, I thought this was great. I loved it. It's, it's, I've watched that trailer more than the other two. It's mm -hmm. just, it's, it's kinetic, it's fun, it's colorful. Um, it's everything that's not a Zack Snyder movie. Um, it's just great. Yeah, yeah. It's really mm. fun. I actually rewound it because I was like, is she literally swinging from thunderbolts well, or lightning bolts? Her costume yeah. is colorful. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like the, the awful sepia tone mm. is gone. Yeah. It's just, it looks, bright like, blue, a, bright red. It looks yeah. like a beautiful movie. Well, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if the director, Patty Jenkins, on the original Wonder Woman was, you know, as much as she was left to her own devices, also trying to fit Wonder Woman into a world that makes sense with the Zack Snyder mm. movies and right. his I think, look. I think he got 
co-story credit on it too. Yeah, he was yeah, he was an surprised. active producer in that first yeah. one, and she made it work. Yeah, uh, and I this is you're probably right. This is like, hey, I made the most successful movie of that mm-hmm. year. I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah, and this the is most the, successful DC Comics movie uh, of that for sure. of that yeah. publisher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I loved every freaking moment of this of this trailer. I love the one thing. First of all, that that I loved about it is that it doesn't give away the story. Yeah, at all. You know, you're you're invested, but it doesn't give away the story, and you're reinvested in her because they Mm -hmm. understand that they've got to reintroduce Wonder Woman, get Mm -hmm. you invested in her again, in this actress Gal Gadot, in her performance as Wonder Woman. Show that this is different from the movie from before. This is different from anything you've seen her in before. Yet, what you may have liked of her is still here mm-hmm. and it was all there it was m- more bombastic action it was it was all that i i'm in yeah I'm, I'm still a little bit apprehensive on um what's her name who's cast as cheetah uh from snl wig christian, christian wig, wig. Yeah, christian wig mm. but they didn't show her as cheetah yeah yeah so i'm fine and what they showed of her is like all right she can walk <laughs> Um, she's a good looking woman. Also, uh, point of fact, she's I a believe. Good little woman. Good looking woman. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's quite oh, tall. She's a nice little woman. <laughs> uh, I believe it is Gadot. 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 Yeah, Gadot. Yeah, Gadot. but not Gadot. Right. Because it's not French. I pronounced it Gadot because I thought that Same. was correct. But it's. Um, yeah, she introduced Israeli, the trailer. And the one yeah. thing I said, she said Gal Gadot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot. Um, I am apprehensive of what they're going to do with Steve Trevor. I thought that he had Ew. an amazing end. And a great purpose at the end of that first movie, and it's no spoiler, he's in this trailer, that he's back f- 80 some years way. later now. Right. Seems to have traveled in through time. Way. He's surprised at a lot of and stuff. And he's got yeah. gray. Mm-hmm. He's, but he's, why is he he's, surprised then if he's I, Again, I don't know. Well, we, we don't but know how he's come back. It's a good point. It's For me, it's a risky story choice, because if they bundle it, or a bum- bumble it, it's going to undercut that great ending that he had. Yep. And or are they just bringing him back like Kenny to kill him again for story purposes? It's like oh, yeah. he'll be he'll be the male fridging yeah. constantly for her mm-hmm. every decade. Yeah. <laughs> like give me uh, a reason as to why you brought him back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're about to live your life, I'm gonna die again. Yeah. <laughs> Go into hiding. Yeah. Uh let's we got letters. We, we got letters? letters? Oh, we, we got, got lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. I'm going to read the first one. This is from Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. Who's Do that? Not, uh, we've never heard of him. Oh. Uh, I don't need nudity in a comic book. Oh. Call me a prude or whatever, but I don't want to turn the page and be smacked in the face with a penis. Prude. <laughs> Watchmen was, okay, because it wasn't drawn in great detail. I think he means... The penis. The penis part. Yeah. That was my least favorite part of Watchmen. No detail on yeah. the penis. I want no veins. more. Yeah, exactly. No veins. Does no he head. shave? Like, it was all shorn. There was I no hair. I think he just no whisks hair. it away. Yeah, yeah. You know, he doesn't have hair on his head either. With Sunstone, I wanted to know how graphic it was. <laughs> FYI, it was too graphic for my taste. Uh, I leafed through it in the shop the other day, and it's just not something I need to read. Olympian was good, but once again, I am getting into too many books. I'm averaging around $150 a month. I'm assuming he means $150 and not 150 books. That would be there's a no, lot. There's no dollar sign, but that's also a lot of books. Uh, $150 a month, which is a fairly decent car payment. I didn't care for Constantine. Hmm. Not entirely. The art was a little too murky for me. I needed more definition, but not... On the penis. In the penis. <laughs> 
Is that I added that to the email. <laughs> and I'm not sure Jenny, if we... He doesn't need a penis smacking him in the face <laughs> in the middle of his email. It's a call, it's a call back to peepees. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure if we talked about this, but I didn't care for Undiscovered Country so far. I need a new Why the Last Man or Walking Dead, but it's not quite there yet. Chris St. Saucy, good night. I hope so. it's more like Why and less like The Walking Dead, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's one issue. We've had one issue. Yeah, I really uh, like that issue. The second one hasn't come out. Yet. I mean, I, it, it was intriguing. I'm, yeah. I like. I think I was like in the middle where it was like this could go somewhere cool, but okay. you know, five issues from now, if we're still mm. talking about the same reveal, sure. I don't know. Who's our Brian? next email from Brian? So I'm glad you asked, Lynn. Uh, this email is from Michael Drown. It is entitled "I Don't Hate Len." I don't know which Len this refers to, but I'm going to assume that it's you. <laughs> <laughs> So he says, hey, so just to make it clear, I didn't write because I hated Len. Lol. L-O-L. It's slang for laughing out loud, I believe. (laughs) Um, uh, Just finished the last show, and you see, the way you guys handle art critiques is much better, in this case, regarding Fallen Angels. Anyways, keep up the good job. Nah. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Drown. Yeah, thanks, Drown. Thanks, uh, So the reason I think he was compelled to write in again, because at the end of our last episode, I, while giving the, hey, guys, if you want to email us and tell us you hate Len, you can email <laughs> us at blah, blah, blah. Um, so no, n- we don't think you hate Len. No. Nobody hates Len. We love Len. Len, That's speaking of Len, <laughs> yes. there's one more email. We have another email. Ooh, this is a long one. It's from the home dad abroad. Hmm. And the subject line is new original podcast. She spoiler alert becomes self-aware. Did someone summon me? No. Did you rub the genie in just that also right way to get your wish? Mm. Apparently so. The savage She-Hulk indeed started out as savage, replete with anger-based transformations, leaving tiny lawyer Jennifer Walters with only fuzzy recollections of her time in the green and establishing She-Hulk as a very standardized female version of a male character. Oh, right. We asked for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I forgot. (laughs) However... Within two years of her creation, Jennifer would come to retain control of her faculties in her altered state after Morbius, yeah, I'm afraid you read that right, uh, after Morbius cured her of some blood disease or something. (laughs) Being a very different kind of character now, She-Hulk started participating in more comics as a more interesting side character despite her recurring gag of constantly having car trouble, not worth inquiring about further. But it wasn't (laughs) until Secret Wars, the original one, when she came back from Beyonderberg as a member of uh, John Byrne's Fantastic Four that she developed a true personality of her own. This clearly led to John Byrne falling madly in love with her and launching her into her fourth wall breaking second solo series where she not only broke the boundaries of the comic page with self-aware quips and comments and shortcutting across gutters, but also jumped rope naked. A lot. A lot. So no, she wasn't always self-aware. She wasn't always a tall green lawyer, but she was always a product of fear. Fear? What the hell is he talking about? 
Maybe we should just quit reading this email and move on to the letter from St. Saucy. Okay. Or not. (laughs) I speak of Marvel's fear. Their fear that the producers of the Incredible Hulk TV show would create a female version to spin off like the Bionic Woman, thus stealing away the rights to yet another character that should have belonged to Marvel. Time and time again, Marvel lost the rights by selling them to their deep library of intellectual property that they carefully developed and stole from the creators who agreed to work for hire slave deals that they didn't understand. This time, poor little Marvel would be safe and legally secure from the nasty Hollywood people and their offers of cash for crappy TV movies. Hmm, I wonder why we've never seen a non-porn She-Hulk movie slash TV series. Sorry, gents, I have to cut this short as I need Mm. to put the kids to bed in the traditional way by stabbing them into unconsciousness. The home dad abroad working out my issues via email. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah, very dark, very dark. Wait, how much of that was the podcast gaining sentience talking to us, and how much was that was home dad abroad? Well, we are the... That's what I want to know. She spoiler alert, because we're the cousin of the original Uh, spoiler alert that turned into something else. Oh, but soon we're going to get our own identity. Well, yeah, when we start talking about the fourth wall, when we start breaking the fourth wall of the podcast first. Oh, sweet. I mean, anytime we reference the idea that we could be fictional, right, in an infinite amount of infinitely varied things, all fictional realities would take place. Yeah. Therefore, theoretically, so would a universe in which a book is being written about this mm-hmm. right now, all, right? We are all just and every time, stories. Yeah. Every time yeah. I bring it up, I'm like, well, I'm breaking the fourth wall right now. And the people right. who get are mad about that kind of thing. comic book, yeah. Right. I think you dropped, you dropped the blue pill. <laughs> out of your pocket. It's right over there. Also, I'd like to mention um, on his email, Wait, Len, while you one? were reading this, did you notice remember. that uh, Home Dad actually changes the font to yes, italic oh, and yes. bold at Very comic yes, Home yeah. Dad, I like yeah. that. Very puts good. a lot of work into these. Yeah. Um, is there anybody response? Um, I, you know what? I've I've heard. I got to love hate. Well, more like uh, hate, like, and then hate again relationship with Dan Slott's runs but I heard that his uh, She-Hulk run was spectacular I think they're collecting it soon Mm. Yeah. Um, Home Dad have you read that? You think it's good? Should we if I was going to dive into She-Hulk where would I go? Well there's an omnibus coming out for the John Byrne She-Hulk and then there's also the Dan Slott collection Is it better or worse? I I just want opinions other than facts I haven't read Dan Slott's John Burns was good yep. at his time. It's goofy as hell, but it was fun. I don't know, I don't know if I have a, like a deep enough threshold for goofy as hell mm-hmm. in like an omnibus deep dive. You know, there were things like space truckers and yeah. Like if you're okay with space sharks, I mean, Jason Aaron's been doing it for a couple yeah, of years now. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Um, thank you so much to everybody who wrote in. If anyone else wants to write in and tell us just how much they specifically hate Len. <laughs> Uh, besides Michael Drown, who yeah. clearly hates Len very <laughs> much. I mean, if they say how much, zero is an amount. <laughs> you know, nice, they could nice. come in with that. That's uh, true. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> constructed in the form of a sentence. God damn it, Bernie. Uh, let's move on to this week's books. Yeah. Which, which, what are we going to do first? Let's what do one of the man? comics. Oh, oh, one yeah. of the comic books. All right, fine. Let's start with 20XX. Good call. By Jonathan Luna <laughs> and Lauren com- Keeley. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna throw it to Noel just yet. Brian. Yeah. Did you read the book? I did. What did you think of this book? I enjoyed it. Um, tell me more. I gotta tell you, I am you not. You do because I asked. 
I will tell you. Okay. And I'll, this is what I will tell you. <laughs> Coming now. <laughs> um, I probably would have liked it better if it was in color. Uh, mm-hmm. That is generally my feeling about books that are in black and white. Um, I really like... So I've, I've only previously read the two Luna's works together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first that I've read of just him. But I've, I've always really liked the stuff that I've read before. Um, and I just, I kind of long for the colorization of those mm-hmm. books in yeah, this yeah. one. Um, it was, you know, it was fine. It was, it was a kind of boilerplate type story of, you know, this dystopia where somebody is on the fine side and then finds themselves thrust into the the underbelly of society mm-hmm. thing. It's another one of, I think there's another thing coming out <coughs> soon that's similar. Oh, Stephen Amell is in it with his cousin, Robbie. It's like a Netflix original thing where the people with superpowers are the second class citizens. Hmm. Could be great. It strikes me as odd. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, how would this happen? I don't know. I guess you, I guess it's, you know what? I'm going to reverse that. It's not entirely unbelievable. People with great power have been subjugated throughout human yeah. history, even if they have greater power than the people doing the subjugating. Even if we just sure. look at the sort of the climate as it is right now, sure. people who use facts and uh, logic mm. are the jerks, mm. and the people who uh, use more emotion um, are... You don't have to be a dick about it. Oh. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I see what you mean. Yeah, so overall, you know, intriguing. Uh, but I do find myself struggling to pay attention to a book without color in it, which is not the fault of the book. Mm. And it's clearly he wants to do a black and white story. So I don't condemn Does he? it. I don't it. know. I think it, he said he had said something, either something that I read or in the very end, it's like it's the first black and white thing he's ever done, which does kind of imply that he wants yeah. to do that. Huh. I hear you on that. It was... Um the black and whiteness of it, it, I didn't mind it so much, but I think because the art is so open, that's why I'm looking for color. Mm. Like, there are yeah. moments, like, you know, he puts, like, the gray tones in there, here and there, but there are t- times where he draw the t- draws the trees, and they basically, like, just really, just, the backgrounds are just really, like, mm. outlined. Yeah. So that's where I feel the absence of color, or at least a little bit more, you know, a little bit more draftsmanship to mm-hmm. it um and i'm not a, a huge fan of the artwork itself like okay. luna's art just never really did anything for me the story itself though is interesting it's intriguing me um i was surprised that it did suck me in real quick mm-hmm. um I, I actually was surprised you know that that is a hallmark of good storytelling that he got me right from the beginning with you know this woman wakes up and she thinks she's getting this promotion and then all of a sudden her day goes mm-hmm not only her day but her life goes mm. left so um that was interesting and, and it got me and then there is a piece of action for lack of a better word that happens at the end that really did catch me by surprise mm-hmm. and i was like oh okay well we're here <laughs> yeah all righty uh so the onomatopoeia being splick Flicks. Yes. <laughs> Sound of bodies exploding. Yeah. The, the, the I'm glad you, you referenced that. That's the other thing that didn't really land with me. The sound effects that he uses in here, uh-huh. which are more often than not, at least as I read them, were more like just letters. Uh-huh. Mm. They just didn't sell the story. They mm. actually found them a little bit distracting because there are other story 
telling elements that he's doing with the captions. Mm-hmm. Whereas because when those sounds will, effects will come in, all right, is this a storytelling thing or is this actually a sound effect? And mm. it was just so threw I, me off. I think my my biggest, for lack of a better word, issues with this this book is related to what you're kind of mentioning with the art and like the the style in which they decided to try and tell the story, the details of it, and it did. It did drag me in. I'm very interested. It was good, but it, the way that it's presented almost feels antiseptic, mm-hmm. and I can't decide or know yet if that's intentional or lacking. Right. Like, right. Um, the details of everything systematically are enjoyable and are intriguing, and I want to know where it goes, but as far as emotional connection or, or how it's presented in any kind of warmth, there's none. Right, mm-hmm. um, right. And like the, the sound effects, like you mentioned, so like there's these because of the lack of of uh, color or gradients. The so like I'm I'm looking at a page here where she's talking to herself, to a person on the phone, and some sort of interface at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you aren't given real like the word balloons look different, but whether she's talking to the AI, it's with a bubble word balloon. When she's talking to somebody on the phone, it's with a different like it's um. There's there's too much friction to really let it flow. Yeah. And it's because there's a like a lack of something there. There's you know something what? missing. I think she might be sub vocalizing. Which again, is you she know, like, actually saying something or is it in her head? Yeah. That well, she's no, talking not, to the AI. So there's a there's a like upcoming potential technology that when you say in words in your head as though you are speaking you actually do activate those muscles. Uh-huh. So, like, there's a number of sci-fi things, but now it looks like maybe in the real world, sub-vocalization will be a way that you can talk to technology. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that could be what... I didn't think of it until you just brought it up now, but, uh, but it the, could the be The first that. time they introduce it, because she's she does... She talks to somebody and to the, you know, the Siri at the same, in the same mm-hmm. panel or in the same page, and the directional word balloon versus the bubble word balloon happen, and it's like, okay, she's... She's saying something, and the world is reacting to her, but it's a bubble. So is mm. she thinking the thought, or is, yeah, it's is a, it just it's like a way to... The way, whereas um, the speaking word balloon has the arrow that leads to the figure, mm-hmm. um, the other one, the let's call her Siri for, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know what the actual name of the technology is, is they are bubbles. So mm. historically, in comic books, that is a thought bubble. Right. Yeah. Um, and also their last... They're, they're, well, it's yeah, true. It's, it's yeah. gone, gone yeah. out of practice a lot. In um, but in their uh, previous series, uh, Alex and Ada, hmm. they all had something uh, like a little chip in their head, and they could think to hmm. uh, a similar technology. So I guess maybe I'm I'm bringing that with me to this. Makes sense. It's though. not okay. explicitly stated right. here. Right. Yeah, and, and like usually details like that, they're not really struggles. Like you know, it'll be revealed eventually, but yeah. because. Right of all I feel like I have are plot details, mm-hmm. they stick out more, mm-hmm. yeah. or they, they poke at me a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, so like, like I didn't that. dislike. Yeah. I actually kind of dug where this went. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I, I, yeah. As soon yeah. as I read it, I think um, before it was even released, I was like, oh, snap, this is going to be my favorite of the week. Mm. I, I, I was in 100%. I really enjoyed it. It threw a couple of surprises at me. Mm-hmm. And um, I do wish it was in color, mm. just because it's easier to sell that way. Um, yeah. Growing up, you know, yeah. reading a lot of indie books, yeah. black and white means nothing to me. I don't care. Oh, yeah. It doesn't bother me one way or the other. Sometimes I don't even notice. Um, 
But uh, it's a hard sell, I've found. People are like, oh, I don't really read black and yeah. white books. But Especially when it's color on the cover and you see what it could be. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. That's yeah. true. And you, someone had said something about an antiseptic. Was that you, Brian? No, I did. Was no. Yeah. Um, I didn't even, it didn't really occur to me. But yeah, the artwork, all of the backgrounds are like if I were in a sim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no, yeah. like, nothing's really knocked over. There's no detritus. Mm-hmm. There's no. There's um, no life. There's also yeah. a and tech kind of look to the sky. That's what I thought you were bringing up. And I can't decide if that is a quality or a missive mm-hmm. for the story. I don't know. I, I'm too early to know yet if that's a choice or if it's just lacking. Yeah. You know? You also call them Sims. Which is another. Oh, yeah. Right? S-Y-M. That's you this got, book, right? Yeah, name. it is. Yeah. Yeah. When you don't have the... Oh, my God. Is this all that would be a, a simulation? Uh, weird... Hmm. Oh, it makes sense. It makes sense with the art. Also, if you look at the very first page where we have the credits, there's a bit of John Hickman yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, I dug that too, and I was like, mm, okay. I don't you know what it means yet. See, I think those are the individual materials that different Sims can control. Yeah, they oh. did a whole thing with their wood, water, <laughs> metal. Thank you. And now I thought so. I hadn't noticed this until we were looking at it. But soft tissue is one of them. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought she was going to be the first ever like. You know, the classic, like, she's person who's way powerful, which yeah. is what? She's the last airbender? Yeah. Kind <laughs> well, of she deal. still could or, be. That's possible. Because she, she does something in this in this book that you don't see anybody else doing. That's well, true. Well, what did we read just last week where there were people with low-level powers, their hands glowed a little bit. A couple of weeks ago. And it wasn't it until was... Two Connected that they had actual Oh, power. you read it. Heart, heart Attack? Heart oh. Attack. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I didn't read that. Oh, I no. thought you were talking about the one a few weeks ago where the tattoos. Nope, the marked. That, that was the marked. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely in. I think this is great. Um, did you want to bring up the other aspect of the author? I, I don't know. There's there's some current controversy with the Luna Brothers, who are no longer the Luna Brothers, which I I found out about or read about pre-reading this, and it. I did my best to not let it sully my enjoyment of the book, and mm. I think ultimately it didn't. But it, if half of it's true, at least half of it's true. If at least half of it is true, I would feel. Um, I would feel a kind of way about supporting the book. Right. Wait, is this the one of the brothers who is the accused? So, so yeah. So uh, Joshua and Jonathan Luna are, used to be the Luna brothers or uh, creative team of the Luna brothers. Jonathan, they, they split. Jonathan has uh, created a couple of other books since uh, Joshua has had a couple of Kickstarters and, mm. and indie stuff, but not the kind of success that Jonathan has had with mm. uh, Alex and Ada. Mm-hmm. Ada. Uh, another book, too, and, and now this. Um, Joshua has kind of spoken out on Twitter in regards to I don't need to be silent anymore because it well I don't care to be silent anymore because it only benefits Jonathan for me to be quiet Um, and he detailed some violent and abusive behavior of his brothers uh, professionally and physically Um, and Jonathan responded in kind of a very boilerplate Mm. uh, my brother is mistaken the, hopefully we'll be family happen. again, friends again. Someday. Yeah, hopefully we'll yeah. family and friends again, um, which struck me as cold. Mm. Uh, but then again, it's social media, so you don't really. Yeah. And it's also how you might respond if somebody social... has been falsely accusing you for years of absolutely. Something. Now, I'm not saying one way or the other. It's absolutely, just like you could. Yeah. I'm. You know, I'm. Um, yeah. uh, if. Uh, no matter what, this is a sad situation. Sure. So you've yeah. got yeah. a delusional brother who uh, is making up things about the other one. 
in light of his success, or you've got a uh, awful person that is successful despite his abuse. So either either way, way, it's going to it sullies the book a little bit for me. I like the story. I'm interested to see where it goes. Agnostic of that drama, it still felt cold, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I can stick with it long without it kind of warming up for me or telling me Mm. what comes next. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Batman number 84 by Tom King and Jorge Fornes. Uh, this is the penultimate issue to the end of Tom King's run. Uh, I am super stoked for that. Uh, what did you guys think of this next to final issue? Leonard. Bat well, Tribble. Well, I love the art. Mm. Fornes. I love the art. It's very evocative. Um, brings to mind uh, David Mezzik. Mazakelli? Yeah, thank you. You always say it for me. <laughs> um, Friendship. Uh, so I, I like that. Um, the story, I, it's it's interesting. It's I'm not a huge fan of Tom King. I've, I've, I like some of his work. I think his Batman work has been very hit or miss and more often a miss for me. Um, and this being the penultimate issue i guess yeah so now he's kind of filling in some blanks of stuff that happened before which to me seems to be something that tom king does a lot Mm. um so i'm like oh it's time for this again Mm -hmm. okay um and with that here we are (laughs) and okay this story just doesn't do anything for me honestly I would not have sat through this book if not for the art the Mm -hmm. art is so good that it kept me involved I like watching this guy draw Batman or draw you know Thomas Wayne's Batman um and I like his Catwoman too actually regular Batman has a couple of panels in there I guess a couple of panels looking good yeah yeah, he he takes a good punch um so so if you're enjoying it Okay, here's the problem with this story-wise. While he's kind of filling in some blanks, at least as far as I know of the story, I don't think these blanks really do anything. Thank they don't you. Add anything yeah. to Thank the you. story. Yeah. That you was going to be my question. It, he's oh. just, it's just what did we learn? You don't really learn anything. You just learn that Batman Thomas Wayne's eyes saw a couple of things happening, <laughs> you know, from the side. They really don't and, learn anything well, here. Uh, you do learn what happened after the button that got him in this spot Mm -hmm. because that's been a like who got him past like that universe breach which was the reverse flash before dying i'm sorry reverse flash yeah yeah uh before dying like by his wound he was just like no fuck you thomas wayne i'm gonna make you watch it Mm -hmm. which i thought was a cool move and then being stranded in a universe and then coming up with this i i'm a sucker for this right now so i have not liked of these 85 issues, I think we were trying to like parse this out a couple weeks ago. Like of the 85 issues, I have liked 40. 45. Wow, that's a lot. And that's what I'm saying. Like well, I, I under half I, though. I think he's incredibly indulgent. He writes serial stories for collections, not as issues, mm-hmm. and that makes it overindulgent and slow at times and hard to hold on to. But every time he, every time I start to lose it and want to leave, he comes at with a really fun, good issue or a new artist that just mm-hmm. kind of like keeps you, sucks you right back in. So for me, this, 
which was essentially a fill-in issue because you're about to get like the climax of this mm-hmm. story. It was fun. I dug I, it. I hate that sentence. Well, it's a fill-in issue because last next issue is the last issue. That is not the time for a fill-in issue. Right. That's true. Yeah. If if it serves the purpose that he of uh, a purpose that he wants to tell, so he wants to give all of the background. So we've the last like five issues has been what led Bruce Wayne here, mm-hmm. and this is before they clashed completely for the last time. I'm going to show you the other side of the coin and what brought yeah. Thomas here, yep. which is cool. But it's a it's a different artist from who was doing the. Janin did the last two issues and is going to mm. do the 85. So th- if this was collected, this would be a chapter before the climax, a chapter that shows you the other perspective to fill it in, yeah. which, again, I'm a sucker for. Not mm. just Tom King, but in general, where they, they get you to the edge and they're like, wait, but check this out. Mm. And then it makes the climax that much more uh, effective. So I get it. I'm cool with it. However, I will not argue the fact that he has wasted a lot of time mm. and spun the wheels a lot and has a lot of specific writer tricks that he plays on all the time. Yeah. But when it works. I am um, th- taking the issue itself. I enjoyed reading it. Um, really, everything that bothers me about the issue is its placement within the, the greater scheme, the greater story. Mm-hmm. Um and also maybe the way that it mementos its way back through time. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, which doesn't really serve anything. I did not learn anything at the end of the issue that I didn't know in the beginning of the issue um, to, to make it purposeful in that storytelling technique, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it could, they could have told me, here's where we're starting back before the button and we're going to go in forward, you know, reading from 1 to 22. Maybe just because it was the penultimate issue. He yeah. felt like that was the way to go. Yeah. Like, to to carry that momentum. So I haven't read any mm-hmm. of the other ones. But just maybe his thought process was, like, you're already at the near end of it. So yeah. let's go back. And even, like, the beginning of the story is the bookends. So it starts with now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it ends with now. True. So then why is it going from now back and then jumping to now as mm-hmm. opposed to previously yeah. and then later 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 and yeah. then counting down to now so yeah. part of me part of me thinks too that like a, a bit of a bit of the problems that we have with this book are, are potentially publisher problems because this is a bi-weekly book it's been mm. bi-weekly for three years four years something like that so he has had to construct these stories to like be broken and separated with mm. artists mm. and then concurrently doing a couple of arcs at the same time to mm. catch the schedule so all of the stuff, like in hindsight, all the stuff that I've aggressively disliked about this run, like the Nightmares yeah. arc, was because of scheduling where they had to like, oh, well, we'll do, we'll do eight one shots to let the main story catch up over here with this specific artist who's taking care of this. And it just becomes this disjointed mess of spinning wheels instead of telling one story. That's why I'm like, of the 85, I think 40 of them are good because 40 of them tell one story mm. that he was trying to tell from the beginning where the other... 50 are just like spinning wheels where the artists catch up. Yeah. I will say that um, perhaps other people are better at doing that yeah. off the uh, cuff uh, yeah. Yeah. response than other than, than maybe Tom King. Yeah. You know? I agree maybe with he that. needs the, the specific mm. outline issue by issue and then maybe don't mess with it. Also too, like the, uh, we've seen now his uh, biggest sweet spot is the 12 issue mm-hmm. one story. I like mm-hmm. those. Which are, Fantastic, and that yeah. honestly, dude, that's the other reason why I'm excited for the Batman and Catwoman because it's just 12 issues monthly, one yeah. artist, a specific story. I'm in. Yeah. I like it as it's long cool. as it's not um, 
Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which was a Tom King production. Yeah. Did you guys hear his recent comments about um, major creators should be added to the created by? So he say for him for Batman he says like Frank Miller, Denny O'Neill, and maybe one other person should right. be put in as creators with like. Bill Finger, Bob Kane, Frank Miller, Denny O'Neill. I understand what he's saying, he, I, and I get. Yeah. I also agree that there have been so many creators who have added to the mythos of so many really popular characters and right. added aspects of the characters right. that did not exist until they came up with it. Right. That's a long list to. Yeah. Of, of it's a real long list, yeah. and at some point you're like, well, but they didn't create the character. Yeah. They created part of what you yeah. like about it, and then there's Kryptonite a lot of debates. created like, by blank. You could, yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. And also, you could. There's probably a lot of people out there. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of what The Dark Knight Returns did to Batman mm -hmm. for the ensuing 20 years. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, I guess he had an influence, but is well, it one that I liked it when we moved away? Well, yeah. that's where yeah. it gets into. Yeah. Like, like who's to say who right. now gets on that right. list? Right. Because you like, there's some who people may think are no-brainers, like Frank Miller, Neil Adams, mm -hmm. but there are other people who may just as very well want to put on Norm Brayfogle. Mm -hmm. Right. Who did all of their favorite issues of Batman. Yeah. Right. You know, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So who's to say? So you, you you keep it at the original. I like that, you know, if you're really that good mm -hmm. and you've added something significant to, to the mythos, which is usually a character, mm. then you now get royalties for that character. You'll see yeah. that and you'll see that reference in whatever other media they are yeah that always comes out you know it gets you know Groot created by this person and the yeah. Paul Dini effect every time that Harley Quinn is shoved down our throats yeah created by Paul Dini let me ask you guys this is a quick aside before we move on do you think that Tom King has added anything with this 85 issue run no. to the character he, he that Alfred. will stay he killed a, no that will stay right no. so somebody else I mean, already killed Alfred I mean, decades ago well I, I they um they also the, cut off his hand the concurrent run or the, the run after this they've already pretty much said that Alfred is dead and there's yeah. there's going to be a fill-in character that a fill-in butler oh I hope they bring back uh, I think it's Luke and Harriet the hunchback guy oh Let's, that dude uh Harold Harold yeah. bring back hey, Harold cool. I think it's gonna Norm be Luke Brayful Fox probably. Oh, uh, Lucius, Lucius? Lucius Fox. Lucius Fox? Oh, no, oh, no Luke. Luke Fox, yeah. Oh, Batwing. Yeah. Hmm. Is he still... So we're going to make the black guy a servant? Is that what you're saying, I don't think Noel? it's servant. God damn it. I, mean, I think it's running running tech, the guy in the chair. <laughs> yeah, he's literally a servant. He's a man servant. Yeah, he's literally... <laughs> <laughs> the, which, actually, so when you brought up Paul Dini, though, would Paul Dini get... Like, Paul Dini is a massive influence on Batman, well, but he didn't a, write any of the... I mean, he did, but that's gets, not his major he, Yeah, but influence. he gets... he get, As as uh, Len said, he gets character credit when it no, comes no, to, mean, like, those... For Paul Yeah. No, mm -hmm. I mean... But, I mean, for the other thing, like, if you're no. going to put Frank Miller there... Well, I'm saying Len, I agree with... open it up to... I'm saying I agree with yeah. Len. Like, it, it, it almost starts and stops with the... Um, IP you create for, not necessarily what you've added to already established IP. Oh, no. I didn't think you agreed with it. I don't think any of us agree with it. No. I just thought it was an interesting wrinkle. Like, yeah, and I also, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see the thing, uh, or if I did, it was it only was in tweet. passing. It was not a um, substantive thing. It didn't read to me as, as a literal recommendation of, like, we really need to have these people. I think it was just uh, stating, like, hey, there, there are people out there who have uh, contributed to these characters in a really meaningful Oh, I thought he way. meant literally, like, Batman wouldn't be the Batman you know if it wasn't for Frank Miller. Well, I mean, yes, yes, he is saying that, but okay. I don't think he's saying it needs to be listed in the credits. Oh, I took it that way. But uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a don't forget. Yeah. Kind of thing. Don't, don't forget. You. And with special consideration by 
Frank Miller. <laughs> Man, have you ever have you like paid attention to the, like the new Superman credits now? Because it's uh-huh. it's literally yeah. it's by uh, Jer- Jerry Siegel and then with special consideration from the Joe Schuster family and all this. Oh no, I haven't uh, seen any of that. See, that's where we get into the legal stuff, yeah. which can really be a pain in the ass. Like everybody knew Bill Finger co-created Batman for years before they finally put him in the mm-hmm. comic because of legal reasons, and it's like, well, it was because of legal reasons, and it's also because of for years Bob Kane would not acknowledge it. Sure, that's true. Too. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. They probably would have gone to it if yeah. Bob Kane at any point over those years yeah. acknowledged it, but yeah. he was Kane steadfast. Yeah. That was like, worse no. than some Stan Lee stuff, man. Oof. Yeah, that was straight up evil shit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? What's up? The Infected Deathbringer, number one, by Zoe Quinn and Brent Peoples will be our next topic of discussion. I haven't read the book. Someone take it, Len. Certainly. The Infected, (laughs) um, (laughs) which, as I go to the beginning, um, you already said the the creators. I did. uh, Is effectively a (laughs) Teen Titan story. (laughs) Effectively a Teen Titan story about, um, as the Teen Titans... You know, seemingly look at what has happened to Donna Troy, Hmm. who seems to have been infected by the Batman who laughs. Our favorite character. Oh, he's the best. (laughs) Laughing all the way to the bank. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So as someone who hasn't read it, yeah. why? Is she, how is she? She just gets stabbed? Like, how does so she get it infected? Must, it must have happened in another book because it's not in this one. It happens in this one. To her actually getting infected? I think so. I read it at... While yeah, I was they show the, it like... Oh, the trap I in the, the show, hospital? I don't know. Did he shoot it out of something that he had controlled? Oh, My yeah, question yeah, with this okay, book was, makes sense. what the hell? What is Do happening H? with this book right now? Like, And it could very well be that this is part yeah, of it the was a whole ongoing Goldberg. story. And yeah, maybe. It must be, because otherwise this is a weird oh. introduction to this, yeah, this I, dilemma. You know? I remember it now. It was a whole like Rube Goldberg device of him like he, he yeah, it made like, it look like there was a, something happened yeah. here and he hit a button and some glass struck her in the side and yeah. he bows. It was it was, it was very yeah. uh overly complicated. Yeah. Very overly complicated. I um Brian, what what, what what do you feel about this book? I, what the hell was what was my feeling? <laughs> like <laughs> it was, uh, I didn't think the story was that great. It was, I mean, that is no commentary at all on the writer because all of these infected stories have been. Hero is infected by right. the Batman, the Batman who laughs stuff, and. They turn bad. They turn into the the Jokerized version. And of hilarity ensues. It's the same deal. And the getting thrown into the middle of this, like I said, like this this almost has to be going on in the regular Titans book. Otherwise, yeah, all this, this is stuff, craziness. All like, the, like this, yeah. the community and the, the town that yeah, exists I'm, and getting thrown into the middle of watch it. Watch and all and this like, stuff. Yeah, here, like it's made more confusing by the fact that you get a present and then flashbacks that don't explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. And also, honestly, even if this is happening in the regular Titans, this is Deathbringer number one, Year of the Villain, The Infected, whatever. Like, it's got to be its own book. Like, you can't just, it, it can't be part of the ongoing story of another book. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, what do you guys think of the character design? Of uh, Deathbringer? Evil Donald, Donna Troy. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was fine. Uh, I don't understand you know. it. I don't understand it either. Does also, it... she has a problem with her eyes, I guess. And that might... I think that's regular Donna Troy, though. 
I don't know. I don't know if Donna Troy has a problem with her eyes. Seems but to. Or that could she be needs before reading she glasses. puts the mask. <laughs> yeah, it's not shown in the art. I just yeah. know that she I thought that can't was, quite yeah. make stuff out. She's only 20, 30. Well, <laughs> I thought that was indicative of the is that people, of the people were affected. Uh, oh, you might be right about that. Yeah, okay, so yeah, that's yeah. what I... Yeah, they've all had that sort of... Have they? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. crunchy yeah, so, eye flakes. Oh, okay, so she just hasn't yet put on her... Mask. Villainous costume. Yeah. But it the did, other ones don't need to. You know, they just become their bad costumes. I will tell you, you know? I did I did dig the very small part of this book that became, it was like that splash page that was like a quick recap of like the Titans version of Tower of Babel where she just like uh, systematically takes out each Titan. Mm. For Like I thought that that was kind of cool and I would have read a whole, I, I would have liked it if it, this had nothing to do with the community, uh, the, the other, like all that other stuff. If this was just Hey, Donna Troy went bad, and then she's taking out every single Titan. Yeah. That would kind of would have been fun. That I've always been a fun enjoyed read. those stories. Yeah, like someone on the team taking down everyone else on the team using their um, yeah. weaknesses. They know yeah. them well. Using an of. MRI yeah. machine to rip the liquid metal out of out of steel was cool. Use, I thought like, that was pretty cool. There was I, a lot of cool, like little cool things in here. I don't think the art serves this that. Them no. I well. really don't like the artwork in this book. I'm flipping through it, and yeah. everything's everything's just just left of looking good. Like I, I'm not sure why uh, the the facial yeah. structures are strange. Um, Donna Troy, yeah, her face just it looks weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm having trouble nailing down what exactly my problem is. Um, it's just not yet ready for prime time. Is that the phrase? Yeah, maybe they look a little slightly <laughs> off model, at least off model from what we know the characters to look like. Those are words. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah, uh, you semantical doesn't... son of a bitch. Also, what is happening at the end where I guess Raven, like the tide turns and the liquid metal goes back on a steel and a match well, goes out? That's the, the match that was keeping Miss Martian. But previously, she was surrounded by flames. <laughs> like, it's all right. That's the that's the part. That's the screw you guys. I'm going home. Part of the book because you can't. This is one of those issues where nothing can actually happen because right. it has nothing to do with right. what they want to do with the character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is yeah. this is um uh, it's junk food. And for an event that I'm interested in, those can be cool and fun. Yeah. For this one, it's like another Batman who laughs story. Yeah. The guy that none of us wanted. Yep. The Batman who laughs. Oh. Now, here's the thing. I didn't read any of that dark metal stuff. Hmm. None of it. So I you only should. knew of the Batman who laughs yes. from hearing everybody talk about the Batman who laughs. Hmm. And my interpretation was that everybody loved this freaking character because he became like the character find they of did 2017 when or he happened. Yeah, okay. He cool and he that. keeps happening. Okay. Also kind of, I just had the impression that the creators feel like the fans would really love this I character. I like some of those other like, Batman better. Yeah, just, I don't know, it's so, like, paint by numbers, like, hey, you know what fans would love? Bruce Wayne as the Joker. Yeah! Mm. And then, like, we've called it fan service. I think it's, where we called other things fan service, it's like creator service. You know, mm. it's like, they want this to be this real, like... Big thing. Yeah, this, this like viral kind of like can you believe it would happen but it's happened they want us to become the infected they want that yeah i say no oh (laughs) are you the other heroes are you immune yeah i don't i don't care (laughs) yeah i don't care um hey it's time for thunder 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 so len what's a thunder round a Thunder Round is a 60 second review of a book that one of us has read 
You're so correct. It has to be one that we It would be worse if it was one that we hadn't read. No. <laughs> yeah. You're going to do the first Thunder Round. <laughs> Thunder Round. Yeah. Uh, Batman Thunder Universe round. number six by Brian Michael Bendis and Nick Durrington. You've got 60 seconds on the clock. I hope you're ready because you're going. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna be spoiler free with this because I, you guys, I know, aren't caught up. Mm-hmm. And you should be because this is essentially the best Batman book being printed. And it's over. It's a nice little. Like, you could hand this to somebody who wants to read Batman and be like, there you go. No, like, they don't need to know anything else. But there, something that, that uh, struck me here, um, there is a sequence, like a five to ten page sequence here where Batman, are, don't, don't look, oh, where Batman and um, the immortal guy are fighting through time and space. Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage are fighting through time and space. Just stop it. This is my 30 seconds. <laughs> Are fighting through time and space and like going through portal to portal and it's the most beautiful art that's showing all these different like eras in the DC universe and it's just it's such a fun climactic wonderful cap to this like story that can is evergreen. I love this book and it, there needs to be more comics like it. Read it. end of round. No, I mean I could keep. End of round. <laughs> this book is so dope. Was, you had. Ten seconds to say that. This book is so dope. <laughs> is the you're plan still, to you're saying it again doesn't help. Is the plan to collect the book? Uh, I think oh, there will be a trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. got to sure. be, right? One would think. Oh, show. I, now, I, this is just so good. You guys need to read this. this oh, so I've fun. read a couple of plan. issues, and yeah, then yeah. I didn't want to read any more. I'm just waiting for yeah, the trade. Yeah, yeah. I, and this art is so beautiful that I would, awesome. it should be oversized. Nick Darrington is... And it's the kind of art that looks like he, you know, there's some art that's really good that you're like, he can't do a monthly book. This one looks like he could. You know, it's like it's it's simple, fun, expressive. It's great. I love him. I love Nick Darrington. He's so goddamn good. <sighs> oh, yeah. You want to see it, too? See it Do you want to see it, too? I'll show you. You showed JD, but not me. Ooh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Len. Yeah. You're going to get a thunder round. Thunder round. Uh, for Conan Serpent War by Jim Zub and Scott Eaton. There's five seconds on the clock. Go. Yeah, this book is nothing. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the rest of the books. Wait a minute, I do want to get, get say one redeeming quality about this book. We had five, five whole seconds. seconds. <laughs> this couldn't have fit into five seconds. Because um, the story is nothing. It's just very intro to this team that's going to fight. I don't know. When did Conan become like the go-to character for Marvel uh, all of a sudden? Yeah, I weird. mean, they're they're soaking yeah. that that uh, that property as much as they did can. They, they just got it back. They, they just got the rights back last oh, year. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah so like why. they're reprinting all the old Conan stuff, and then and I understand then reprinting some of that stuff. Barry Windsor Smith stuff, but like, dude, nobody cares about Conan anymore. I I think they feel like there's a fantasy void because mm-hmm. of like you know the death mm-hmm. of. Game of Thrones and stuff like that, and everybody's looking for the next property. Conan is not going to be it. Also, yeah, putting well, him in the I Marvel mean, Universe is not it. Also, like, no, yeah, it's a fantasy not. thing. Yeah. He's in the Marvel Universe. To fill that yeah. void, the answer's not Conan 2099. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> but if you are a fan of of um, looking at like um, how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. or if you're a fan of the artist Scott Eaton, this book, you know how usually in the back of the book they have like, you know, like they'll show like the pencils yeah, and, yeah. The, and then the inking process hmm. for like the pages. This book doesn't show you a few pages. This book shows you the entire book. Oh. Pencils well, this, think, and then the ink. This is the director's cut. 
of uh, number one, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. She's such a weird sort of thing. Because there's no director. Who directs a comic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to Nomen Omen number three by Marco Babucci. His name is Marco Marco B. Bucci. Is Bucci. Um, And Jacopo Kamani. Did I do it right? I don't know. I don't know that, man. It's (laughs) different every time. Kamani. (laughs) Jacopo Kamani. I know that uh, I've enjoyed every issue of this book to varying degrees. Um, But I also do agree that a little bit is a little... uh, I'm sorry. The first two issues are a little confusing. Not 100% sure what is happening. But I was on the hook enough that it kept me coming back for more. And I think this one finally starts to give us some information of what what this world is and what is happening. Hmm. Uh, I found it to be pretty compelling and interesting. Um, I'm still not 100% sure about the black and white versus color. Hmm. What did you guys think, Brian? Uh, not my cup of tea. I think there's it's very trope-heavy. You know, hmm. like, oh, there's, they're made out of stories. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm not against that idea, but it's just... It seems like a lot of D&D, like fantasy stuff, put into one. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not feel the same as you that we got the answers I was looking for or even began to get those answers. Oh. Well, I shouldn't say. We I mean, you began just, to get it. There you go. Yeah. Not enough for me. Like, it took me a second to realize that when the first time it's in full color and she sees the guy in the cloud, which is a cool image, um, that she was knocked out at that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it... I guess I should have picked up on that because she was asleep last time she visited. It bothered me that this guy, he's Finn McCool, and he says that, like, oh, I'm Finn McCool. And then there's a couple of... No. Of, what? He's not Finn McCool. He is... He said, have you heard of Finn McCool? Oh, he said, have you heard of Finn McCool? Yeah. And then he tells a couple of, like, you, you can see they're talking, but you don't see the words. Yeah. And then it comes back... And she has heard his story, but we haven't. And I am still under the impression that he is Finn McCool. No, that's who. No, nope. Who is? No, he tells us who he is. Um, Finn McCool. Do you know? All right. So who is Finn McCool? So here's the thing: is that I had heard that name before, but I'm not familiar with the character. I looked him up a little bit. He's like an Irish folk tale mm-hmm. kind of character, warrior. Yeah. Right. Right. And so then, who is he? He is uh, Fer Doerich. Right. Is that not Finn McCool? No. That is is someone who did something to Finn McCool. Oh, I see. Um, I forget. He turned him into a deer. No, no, no. His most famous wife was Sab, who had been turned into a deer by the druid Fer Fer Doerich. Um, But no, he is not Finn McCool. Um, I I don't know if he was his foe or something, but he definitely turned Finn McCool into something. See... Okay. Just so, just from like yeah, just yeah. Uh, just some light googling. Sure. Yeah. Um I did a little light googling but not in time to, you know, mm-hmm. like I started reading Finn McCool's Wikipedia page and then saw that he went by other names and that was that. But the way that they do it like, "Oh, you've heard of Finn McCool." Feels like no, I haven't heard of Finn McCool. Yeah. And I'm pretty well versed in this stuff. Yeah. If he had said, oh, "You've heard of Dracula?" Then you get to do a pan away while we don't hear what yeah. you're saying. You know? But I don't know him. I I don't know. I, I liked that. And then there was that whole like modern twit of like, oh, so your old fantasy story that we always accept, this guy was the hero. 
not the hero. He was actually a dick. Uh -huh. You know, that kind of thing. Which is also something I've seen before. I did like that she's like, oh, so you can't be anything different. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, I'm cool with you. Yeah. You know, it, so, you know, it was, it was all right. I, um... I liked that this is the first time in three issues that we just spent time with characters talking. Yeah. Mm. To get to know who they are and where they're coming from as opposed to a lot of shit being thrown at the wall and you just mm. kind of grab onto what you can. Um, with that said, this is the best of the three so far. I think so. I don't mm. necessarily know if I'm committed yet. Mm -hmm. um, I There's still many unanswered questions and I, I think it's, it's, um, it's like too cute by half. Mm. Like more concerned with um, the novelty of magic as opposed to kind of telling me a story about magic. Yeah. Like, look at all these cool things. I'm like, well, what, what does it mean for your story? Not necessarily how cool it is. And this is the first time in those three issues that I have felt like these are people inhabiting a story mm -hmm. because you actually spent time with them as opposed to a new this and another this mm -hmm. and a color this and a black and white. Th like, it was... It just felt like too much noise, and now yeah. this is the first time I'm starting to hear tune, mm -hmm. but it's still not enough to hear the chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want. I we, I, I want we definitely took too long getting here. Yeah, like all of that. Yeah. All of the past two issues should be the cold open before the credit. Yeah. Slams onto the screen. Yeah, this could be the first issue. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And Len didn't read it. Hmm. I didn't read it, but I will say this. Um, Having read the the previous two issues and look, look just paging through this one, I always felt this is a um, story that's going to read a lot more yep. better yeah. than yeah. trade. Yeah. yeah. Um, and especially considering that we were just talking about the black and whiteness mm. of Twenty uh, XX, mm -hmm. this is black and white art that is beautiful. That oh, yes. takes advantage of being black and white. Um, knows how to use gray tones um, to give the appearance of color to still kind of quote unquote color the image um, has depth to the background you actually feel like you are in a place mm -hmm. um, and I don't think it suffers from the uh, what was the phrase you used antiseptic antiseptic yeah, oh, this, not at this all. feels like yeah lived in and kind of dirty yeah yeah most definitely I, this yeah. is a beautiful comic book. Well, the shading oh, sure. is better, too. Yeah, yeah it's, Like, there it's, is shading. There's yeah. life in yeah. it as opposed to just being black and white. Like, black mm -hmm. and white, uh, sometimes it, it's just more binary where it's like, that's yeah. a shade. That's a shadow that's not. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. But yeah. this actually has a gradient that shows depth. Mm -hmm. Although and the color parts of it are still way cooler. Oh, you know oh what I mean? beautiful. Like, oh, the yeah. color, the world that he shows, those part. are always my favorite mm -hmm. parts of Noah my, yeah, so far. My, for, okay, so I'm a very big fan of, of character ticks and, and things that kind of like slowly reveal or, or cracks in the armor of, of, of characters to kind of like get in their headspace. And my favorite part of this entire book is one panel where she grabs at his shirt and he slaps her hand away. It's just like, it's not safe for you to touch me like that. Yeah. And doesn't explain himself. Mm -hmm. For some reason, that felt like the most um, organic and real mm. moment exchange in this entire book. Also, I, I did take note of that. Um, not so much the slap, but the the one before where she's grabbing his shirt. Yeah. The way the way it tugs across his chest is really well done. I think mm. he had to use some. I feel like he had to use some. Um, um, some like reference, photo like photo reference, reference. because mm. it's so so good. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice little. It, it just I I am a big fan of small moments like that that reveal mm -hmm. more about the character yeah. than 
tons of back matter about how you see fairies in this world. The nonverbal like, acting of your character yeah. fleshes it out so much more. Even later when she calls him out, and she's like, oh, so you're basically just an asshole with magic powers and longevity. Did I miss anything? And he's got his finger out. And he's like, ah. All right, you got me. So there's a nice little bit of acting in that too. This is this is the best issue so far for me because it's just characters. Mm -hmm. I think as we learn more and more about it, I think we've all said a falling down point in this book is he has a whole world in his head. Is Mm -hmm. what it seems like Mm -hmm. the writer. And yeah, and he's like, it would be fun if I dribble it out a little, not realizing that without some of the stuff that's in his head, it's meaningless. Yeah. So as we get to know more and more, maybe it'll be more and more. So it's story by Stockholm syndrome. Oh my god! <laughs> I um and to go back to what you were saying about um, uh, Finn McCool, yeah, and the fact that I had to Google that, right? Part of me was like, oh, it's kind of fun that I had to like do a little bit of research, mm. but also I should not have to do any research. Yeah, I d- I like doing research when something comes up and I like, oh, I want to know more about that. Yeah, I don't want to have to do it to know what's going it's, on it's, in the yeah. story. It's elected yeah. to know more, not to understand, right? Yes, right, yes. right, for sure. Yeah, then you like you were saying earlier, whether just. They're having a, um, uh, what is that called in film where the two characters are walking, but it's... Walk and talk. Just a walk and talk. Yeah. But you're not getting any of the talk. Right. You're just getting the walk and mm-hmm. the and the gesticulation of the characters. It's right. clearly they're speaking, but we don't get to hear him telling the story of Finn McCool, mm-hmm. assuming that's what he's saying. Uh, presumably he is, and he's then introduced who he is in this. Yeah. But like I said, that would work out great if it's somebody that we know backwards and forwards. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's used... Oh, Batman. It's used yeah. for the... <laughs> it's used for the punchline of her being being able to say he's an asshole and him not being able to yeah. contest it. True. However... I have no background for that. I know. Is he, is yeah. he not? I don't know. Because I don't know that story. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, like, it's it, the way that it, that's intended to use is dependent on your understanding of Finn McCool. Right. And that's the problem, yeah. So it's like it's not a bad trick. It's right. just not. It's executed not hard for me possibly. to believe either, because a lot of those, like, like I said, a modern times thing where you're like, oh, this story, this fairy tale hero who we always thought was a hero. Well, if you look at it through the modern yeah. lens, hey, he's not so great. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. But yeah. meh, meh. Mm. Mm. Venom 2099, number one. It's a one shot uh, by Jody Hauser with art by Francesco Mobili, and. Geraldo Borges? Borges? Bor- or Geraldo? Borges? Perhaps. Geraldo Perhaps. Borgia? Yeah, that's probably it. There we go. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, there's a, Marvel's doing a thing where they're like, hey, guys, remember yeah. 2099? Yeah. Also, remember Annihilation? Those those things are back for a couple of issues. Isn't this fun? No, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I never cared about 2099 back when. Uh, oh really? Back in the 90s or whenever. Ooh, I was um, giant I was, fan over here. I was yeah. super stoked for like a, oh Spider Man in the future, yeah. and I didn't care. Really? Um, but I did. I enjoyed this particular one shot. Uh, first of all, uh, props to the logo. Hmm. Uh, basically, the O in Venom is the logo. Of the spider on the chest and all of the spider legs are holding the letters together. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really nice logo design. Yeah. And basically, we just have a woman who, because of Alchemex toiling with the Venom symbiote and mm. breaking it up into chunks mm. um, and trying to administer it, it as a medicine, uh, has her I, uh, burns are healed. Yeah. Um, and then she discovers that there is a piece of venom in her and she gets flooded with all the memories of venom including spider-man peter parker etc oh and null the venom god Mm. so um yeah i thought this was kind of interesting i can't it seems like they're trying to bring us a new character quote unquote and i wonder if we're going to be seeing more of her in the future 
Yeah, is anybody else reading all of these 20? Is any you know what? Not anybody else because that implies I am. I am not. Is anyone <laughs> yeah. reading all of these twenty ninety nine one shots? One not yet. And didn't care. I have them and have not read them. I'm wondering if they all connect in any kind of way other than a logo the, treatment. I mean, it would almost have to the way that this ended, unless this story is being considered continued it somewhere else. Uh, well, two things. Two things. Um, one. Uh, for, for, the issue was fine. So let's say three things. Three things. One, the issue was fine. Um, but two, I couldn't tell if it was connected to anything because there's this like new onslaught of all these 2099 one-shots, mm-hmm. one-and-dones. So are they connected? Are they not? It looks like they are, but I can't tell if they are. And then three, this whole big null thing that's happening at the other side of the universe, 90 years or 80 years in front of this, um... I guess it doesn't matter because now we know. We know that he's alive in the, future, in the year 2099. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, fuck you. Cool, cool. thanks. Yeah. yeah. I know. No, I know it's cyclical in comics and all, but you're you're like undercutting it before it even is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, you could take solace in the idea that maybe not. Maybe they, whoever's doing the null stuff in the present, will be like. Nah, you mean, know, uh, like, work right. you know, Donny like, Donny Gates just disregards anything else yeah. that happens. Sure, I mean he could. Do <laughs> you know, or there's something will come up in the end of this that it's like it turns out it's not really him or something. Yeah. something. But what's the end of this? That's that goes Who back knows? to the other point that I'm like know. I don't really understand. Yeah, I don't this know fits. what the end game of this is. Like, oh, yeah. we've got 2099 Alpha, then an onslaught of single issues, yeah. and then 2099 Omega, presumably. Yeah, guys, right. there's a straight up checklist. It's one, two, you three, four, five, six, letter. seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> it's like 14 issues. Yeah, that leads to some sort of something. So they're, they're showing it as some sort of collected. Or maybe they just think that you assume that Null will be around. Like, he is a new fixture of the Marvel Universe. Like you were saying, Silver Surfer. That is a stretch and a half, dude. All right. All right. (laughs) I I haven't read any of that stuff. I mean, like, like um, that's the. I'm not saying that he wouldn't be around. That's totally fine. But you're just introducing this thing. And it's like building it as epic. But then you've got this that just, like, throws it away at the end as, like, a ooh. So, like, to, to suggest that, you know. Uh, that's like saying, um, well, I knew you knew, and I knew you knew I knew. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think that yeah. they're that's, yeah. Like yeah, that's, that's the, I think that's smart. the only misstep in this book. I think the yeah. rest yeah. of it was quite enjoyable. I think it's interesting. With 2099 stuff, there's like two ways that they go. Either the brand new character mm-hmm. or the future version of the character that you already know. And they've both been done to good effect. Like, I really liked Miguel O'Hara's Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. Um Fantastic Four 2099 was also cool, where they may have been the Fantastic Four from our era, and the mystery was, well, why are they here in 2099? Doom was the same way, huh. where that may or may not... In fact, no, I think that just was the regular Doctor do we, Doom. Do you never find out if the Fantastic, Fantastic Four... Fantastic Four, I'm not sure. I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that the book ran long mm. enough for you to find out. I don't or, remember how it ended. Last could, week there was a 2099 Fantastic Four issue, though. Yeah, but that's different. That's a different. Oh, they it? are different people. Whereas oh. the other one was like Reed Richards, oh. Johnny Storm. Oh, interesting. And and they didn't know either. They were like, well, we have no clone markers, but how could we be? You know, it's yeah. like well, that gotcha. kind of history. I never cared about Venom. I still don't care about Venom. <laughs> um, so I didn't really care about this book. I will say though, I kind of still had fun reading the book. The yeah. art was the art's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It, it it grabbed me, and I would follow this artist. I would love to see this artist on something else. Um, 
So, I mean, and I recognize that it was a one shot. So I was like, okay. And the nice thing about this art is it's got a bit of Rickley and Artie in it. A little bit. A little bit, right? A little bit. Um, I will say that the the inks and the line work look better smaller. And when, um, Mm. let's see, uh, I'm not sure who did this. Oh, that's true. We got two different artists here. I'm not sure who drew this splash page of Venom um, saying, we would like a word with you, Dr. Russell. The the, the ink work is very stagnant. It feels very plopped down as a, as opposed to, like even the cross hatching is a little. But I, feel, I don't want to say I, lazy, but rushed. I feel like it, it fits the character. Okay, cool. Also, no symbol. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if that's coming in the future. Or I like what? that because it's like the whole idea is not that he is Spider-Man. So I like that he doesn't hmm. have a symbol. Yeah, I liked in the movie him not having any kind of symbol. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Um, what's what's it called? Oh, X marks the spot spot. X marks the X spot spot. Yeah. I don't know what it's fucking. We're, listen, like there's the word a corner in there too. There's a bunch of <laughs> <laughs> X marks the X spot corner. There we go. Spot. Uh, we're just gonna blow Hold through the nice. We're gonna blow <laughs> through the turning. the X Men books. Uh, we've got Excalibur number three by Teeny Howard and Marcus Toe. Toe toe toe. This is my favorite. <laughs> this is my favorite issue of Excalibur so far. It's the first one that I've actively enjoyed. Um, I did not like the previous ones, but this one really? I did like. And I, I like the baby turns into a dragon. They go to Otherworld. Yeah, and that was cool. for some reason, the baby's just like, fuck it, I'm a dragon now. I think I think they explained it, too, in like a one line of dialogue, very cool way. Like, children have great power in the Otherworld. Yeah, because all the imagination. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's fun. I really do like this new version of Captain Britain. Yeah. Um, and I like that uh, out of all of the the Marvel X characters, for some reason, even when they don't do it with other um, characters with an accent, (laughs) uh, they always give Gambit, they write it phonetically. His accent is so thick that it must be expressed in visual terms. Like, we, yeah. you know, Chris Claremont would always take um, Colossus and, and throw in occasional um, mm. Russian. A Russian and mm. same thing with German for Nightcrawler. We don't see that as much anymore. Mm. But yeah, always, always him. Always Gambit. But yeah, and then basically we've got, she, they're fighting the previous Captain Britain because mm-hmm. he's yeah. under the thrall of yeah. Morgan Le Fay. Yeah. Yes. And then we've also got Apocalypse, who I don't generally care about, mm. um, trying to coerce Richter into coming to Krakoa and Richter has lost the ability to control his powers mm. so he's afraid that if he steps foot on Krakoa he can't even leave his house also lost the ability to purchase shoes evidently yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, seems like when he's on a floor he's fine Pete Wisdom's in the, so I didn't get a chance to read this oh book. yeah Pete Wisdom this is amazing yeah mm. alright I'm, I'm in so this is this well, is tell the now, people why you're excited about Pete Wisdom um, I was a very big fan of Paul Cornell and Leonard Kirk's um, Captain Britain in the MI6. Mm-hmm. 13, 13. Sorry, MI13. MI6 is real. MI13 is not. Um, which it's was... As far as, far as you know. know. <laughs> which was this great, like, uh, British Avengers-style book, and they dealt with magic and monsters in London. Hmm. The cast was rotating. Almost, it, it, was very, it was very much like Jason Aaron's current Avengers, where it was just balls to the wall, crazy, weird, magic, but just really, really fun to read. And Pete Wisdom was the character in the center of it that kind of wrangled. He was like the the FBI wrangler of all these, yeah. of Blade and Captain Britain and, and mm. all this crazy stuff. It was, so it was a really fun book. And if they're, 
is this like a backdoor re-entry into this like world of magic then i'm kind of down yeah i was kind of excited to see him too i was like oh yeah. that's kind of fun yeah and they, they also had a mini series i think it was called pride and wisdom because it was K- kitty pride yeah. and um pete wisdom yeah the, um I, I i'm gonna double back and read these two and uh hopefully i'll be up to date by the time the next one comes out we'll see we'll see how this arc rolls out yeah Plus, the Marcus Toe art is very nice. It's yeah. some gorgeous artwork, yeah. man. And this her new fun. character design. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Everything I love it. about this is, is mm-hmm. kind of fun. It was a fun read, um, most enjoyable read, because it doesn't read like, you know, mm-hmm. X-Men to me. So yeah. it reads like a little a little different, even though I know it's steadfastly in that world. It's more um, of a magic book than yeah. an X-Book, really. It's just yeah. a magic book with X-characters. Yeah. yeah. I've also noticed, uh, or I've seen online, some people giving shit to Gambit's costume. Mm. And I love it. I love I mean, this I costume. You, I thought you no. gave shit to it. I, I gave Noel. shit. I, Noel was the giver I of am shit. not a fan. Like, in fashion in general mm-hmm. and, like, in practicality, I am not a fan of toggle buttons. Oh. I love them. Yeah, and, I like, like those buttons. stupid toggle buttons. Toggle buttons are just buttons? Oh, stupid. Yeah. He's My got only his issue ex- with them in the real world is they don't go straight and across. Yeah. So I'm down with the, <laughs> the coat. I'm down with the hood. But, like, the toggles, man, just stop it. It looks like something from uh, Assassin's Creed. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a video game. No, it's enough. <laughs> what, is that? what does that mean? Are you telling me to shut up or are you telling the no, coat to the shut titles. up? That's enough. I'm you no, know, honestly, it was the coat. It's just like That's enough coat. You know what? As as a piece of apparel, it's trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. Just you got you've got coat. eighty other things. I read it. What'd you think, Len? I loved it. Great. I just said that. Yeah, he did. He oh, did discourse about you? it for some time. Yeah. Did you? Yes, I did. Oh, oh no! Wait, though. But <laughs> Wait, did pay you, attention? But did you, I was thinking about the coat. Yeah, did you? It's all about that. Did talk. you like it though? How do you feel about his coat? Yeah. Yeah. What tell you think us about, about the, the coat? Well, you know, <laughs> here's what I will say about the character himself, Gambit. I do think, as much as I do love this art, I do think he draws the the artist draws him maybe a little younger than he's supposed mm. to be, because mm. I think he's supposed to be older than Kitty. Right? Yeah. Everyone's older than Kitty. Everyone is older yeah. than Kitty. And he, he looks, he doesn't look as much older than her. That might than be I a s- Kate Pride thing. Mm. You know, like Dick Grayson grows up, but Batman stays the same age kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I dig it. I like it. He was talking, to be fair, he was mostly talking about the artwork, not the story. No, right? I talked about oh, how that, it was a different course, X Men book. That's, that's exactly what it was. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So look, the bottom line is this is a really fun book, but that that coat is like a hat on a hat. It's unnecessary. <laughs> or a coat on a coat. I'll tell you, I would like to see a hat. It's a on cape a on a coat. <laughs> I would like to see a hat get a hat one it's day. It's like it's like it's annoying, like toggles on a coat. <laughs> God damn it. Now it does raise a, a bit of a continuity issue, huh? right? So uh, shots here we fired. Go. Shots fired. fired. Here it comes, whoever wrote this book. <laughs> um, uh, it was Teeny Howard. Teeny Howard. Teeny Howard. Prepare. So all right. All mutants are brought up. back, right? Uh-huh. So, like, Black Tom Cassidy died way before this stuff happened. Mutant Shino or Shino or whoever, right? Pyro. I mean, yeah. So these people Shinobi, died, yeah. yeah, well before they could have been recorded or whatever, right? Uh, unless... No. Uh, House of X powers of 10. Think yeah, about it. Like, I guess Moira might have planned this ahead of time. They've been recording all right, for a while. All right. Yeah. So it works. Yeah. Assuming that... Because what I was going to say is... What about all the mutants from before this? We yeah. see two mutants die. I didn't see them on Krakoa. You know? Also, how did anyone know about those mutant powers? They have the ability to not get lost when they are together. How, yeah. Unless you are told that that is a mutant power, how did the villagers, like, well, they sure seem to find their way around pretty well. Let's kill them. Is that and something it, that the, the people makers. knew, or is that something that Apocalypse knows? I thought they were outcasts. 
Huh. I could be wrong, but... Or was that actually in the last issue? I read them both today. I think that was the last issue. I think it was, but... I read uh, them both at the same time, so I made yeah. the same mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Marauders number three, my favorite of the X books. Uh, Len, why don't you tell us what you thought of it, and I am not going to listen. <laughs> why, oh. thank you, J.D. Mm-hmm. I'm it's used like, to that. It's like a coat. Um, <laughs> Marauders, w- this was the one that was more about just about, you know, Bishop and his and his son, like, walking around, black, right? Well, uh, b- black, not no, a, Shaw. Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. Also, and his, Bishop is the... <laughs> Yeah. Right. See, this is why I don't it's listen. All, yeah. <laughs> well done. Well, the, the, the first thing, the first thing that that greeted me when I watched, uh, looked at this is I don't like the cover. Like the art on the cover, like really. Russell Dodderman. It was look very indie. Just not good. Hmm. Good perspective. It, mm-hmm. it just it just didn't do it for me and then the art itself in the book because I'm an, I'm an artist guy first if you haven't told um, isn't bad it's just that coming off of reading Excalibur it was a little bit of a letdown it's a mm-hmm. fill-in artist too right this yep. is not Mark uh, Lolly and that's the other thing yeah. because I said oh this is a fill-in artist oh and this is issue three yeah. wow Sorry. how fast it starts well honestly that's actually one my I enjoyed this issue but that is my major criticism is the fact that this feels like it's coming too early, too soon. Mm-hmm. We just kind of picked up steam on what the new status quo is for this, like this character. Feels these like characters. a issue, right? And this is need to know information because this was like what's happening with Shaw and him re- resurrecting his kid, lying to his son, um, and his his plans that were for his son foiled now by Kate becoming the Red Queen. Right, Bishop. I, she's Red Queen. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Um, but. Uh, all of that is necessary information, but this feels like an issue six thing after like a five issue quick arc. Like this feels like it came too soon. Hmm. Do you know well, what I mean? Who like, knows I don't what think issue it's, four is. You it's know, true. Yeah, no, it it's totally very true. Important. I also don't think that this issue was important enough to wait until issue six to get it. Mm. True. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because the yeah, whole the whole conversation point. between Sebastian Shaw and and uh, Emma last issue was yeah. all about yeah. how he wanted to appoint the next bishop. Am I yes? King. No, the next king. king. The, the next red king. The red king. So, he so wanted to make the red king. Yeah. This Thank goes you, back. Right? Like this is like a, a jump back yeah. a couple of weeks where he is grooming his resurrected son to become the red king. Yeah. And but we think because she thinks she's like, oh, some trollop yeah. that you are going to make yeah. the red king. Right. And it really and was he's all about like, his son. no, it's not that. And now we find out. I mean, so it's I, his his resurrected son his, who yeah. apparently committed suicide, I guess, by putting his own hand it into his oh, face. I it was Kitty. It wasn't no, his no, own no, hand. No, it was Kitty. <gasps> you see it Kitty later. did that to him? I mean, it's cheap. No. It's pretty phased, right? I, oh I my actually, god. Hang on. I don't know. No, 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 it's not Kitty. Oh. Kitty didn't kill him. Oh, that's Um That's not a Kitty move, but it's somebody. It might be a Kate move. But it's not <laughs> See, I had to look it up on Wikipedia because they don't explain it. So I forget who actually did the dirt, did the yeah. deed. He, um, Shinobi, was the head of the uh, Hellfire Club for mm-hmm. a while while Shaw was off the off the map. Is this when Shaw it was came the, back. the shitty little kid Hellfire Club from Jason Aaron's run? No, this Wolverine is and the even X-Men? before that. Okay, thank you. No, no, I mean I don't, it wasn't. I'm sorry. It was a bunch Let of shit kids. Shitty kids, not, kids shitty. Yeah. not a shitty kid. Right. Okay. No, I just thought it was funny that I just thought the idea of like. The Hellfire Club is now just this group of kids. That's what it was. This was, was it. this oh, was okay. this was pre that. Okay, um, thank you. Shaw came back, and it was a power struggle. And by Shaw's own admission, uh, he he got his son killed. He killed his son. Oh, he did. It, it wasn't him that did it, but his actions killed his son. I don't remember whose hand that was. Yeah. It's not Kitty though. But 
the whole reveal of this book is the fact that he's he didn't get what he wanted by telling you know by getting the kid the seat at the table so he's trying to manipulate the other two seats by letting him know like oh by the way they they're the ones responsible for your death yeah the white and red queens conspired yeah. to murder you wait but it wasn't kidding Oh, no, because she wasn't the rip. Not no, the she current had, white and red queen. She was no one. I got it. No one currently there. Like no, Kitty did not kill this man. Yeah. This boy. I I, oh, I, I got the impression that um, the thing he's saying at the end is definitely facetious. A lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I got that. I got that intention as well. It's not a bad book. It's not. It's, it, but it. it I still. I love it. I think it's. Yeah, I think I it's a lot it, of fun. I really liked it, and but, I also think this is a really good example so we had a, a different fill-in issue with yeah. tom king right and that you guys didn't care for mm-hmm. and as a fill-in issue i think this is a good a good uh story time mm-hmm. to do a fill-in issue when you're telling a different thing from the yeah. main story you know it makes sense that and, the and it does different. add a little bit to mm-hmm. the to the well, overall thing and just exactly you have to, that's what i'm this is a good place that's what i was going to say yeah. was um I'll give you that no no said that it's um too early for this hmm. but and i would agree with that if there was just basically what tom king did which is like here's right. a bunch of information nothing really changes between the beginning of this book and the end of this hmm. book but it's that last line where now moving forward we know that this kid is being lied to and he's being pitted against the red and white queens hmm. and you also know that shaw actually was it, it wasn't what the white queen thought, yeah. you know, that he was, you know, just some chick. Yeah. It was actually, he was yeah. being do, trying to do something for his son. And it sounds like as a way of trying to reconcile with his son because they yeah. apparently I had like so, a, yeah. You know what would have solved all this, perhaps? Hmm. Fucking conversation. <laughs> hey, uh, Emma, I know, you know, we've had our trouble in the past. Hmm. I know you want to appoint Kitty Pride. Uh, my kid's back. I'd like to reconnect like with him. What that. if we made him the fucking Red King? I mean, do that? you think Emma would have been cool with that? I don't know. Because then he got he two didn't try. shows. He didn't try. It's he didn't true. didn't try. You, you need to try. You need to try. Oh, so, okay, so the hand, I'm looking this up. The hand was his own hand. Oh, um, oh so it was? Oh, it's well, definitely his own yes, hand. So, um, yeah, like, originally, Shaw killed him. But then during some other mumbo-jumbo later on, he was brought back to life. And then ended up killing himself. Like, the original time he died was by Shaw. The second time he put his own hand through his through his face. Nailed it! Oh, he did it on... It wasn't like somebody put yeah. his hand through his face? He later returned to life on, by unknown means. He rejoined the upstarts to kill the nasty boys, all this other weird shit. When he discovered they were unknowingly working for the Black King, he put his hand through his head, killing himself. Yeah. Huh. And the Black huh. King at the time was Shaw, was Sebastian. So yeah. it was this whole thing with father son hating each other mm-hmm. trying to kill each other I think all that is very interesting it yeah. is very interesting it just no, felt it, it felt out of I don't know very Shakespearean yes uh, yeah, yeah, you know what that's the drama of it felt very X-Men to me mm-hmm. and yeah. that's why, and that's probably why it doesn't land with me because that's where I kind of like get off mm. that's X-Men where you get train. off or that's where get, you yeah get off the X-Train I get off the X-Train oh there. I see I see not you, Princess you get f- off you finish in the X-Train <laughs> that's where you're finished. Yeah. Is what I meant to say. Oh, next slips. comic. So what you're saying is that's when he ejaculates on the X train. <laughs> yes. He's that's in the middle of an X train. Now by the X train, I'm assuming he means uh Emma X, X, and Gene and Logan with their three connected rooms. Yeah. And then Len. The thruple. He's the the, the yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to X-Men number three. Um, Speaking of thruples, X-Men three, Jonathan Hickman and Lionel Francis Yu. No. 
Lanille. Lanille, every time. Francis Yu. This was a bucket of fun. I like this yeah. a lot. Uh, I like the Golden Girls of Murder. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. These guys. The horticulture. Yeah. The horticulture. The horticulture. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy, yeah. Horticulture. So fun. Um, I've never. I'm assuming these are brand new characters. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I, <laughs> do we buy that Hickman they are? We'll be getting the residual checks for this. <laughs> um, do we buy that they are as powerful as like? I mean, if they, they if be, they can right? manipulate fauna to do pretty much whatever they want, including control the world, you think? I I, I presume that they are also enhanced. I just they're actually fighting the X Men. I like it. Very strange. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah, they are. They have to be enhanced by their own like merits and mm-hmm. or depowers. Like they're so wonderful. They're or basically they just three Pamela suits. Isleys. Or they're also yeah. they're older women, so they're they are, they are experienced. Mm-hmm. So they're using their experience against the X Men, and I don't care okay. what, how much. People build up uh, Scott Summers. He's still freaking Scott Summers. I hate Scott Summers. Scott I still Summers hate him. is not like the world's best. I, there's a lot of people that could take Scott Summers. Yeah. It's four four women: Augusta, Opal, four, Lily, yeah. Edith. Uh, they range in age from 64 to 81. They are horticulture. Um, oh, I, did I like love. a power removing spray, which oh, I think right. goes a long way yeah. to taking. That's the true. Expert. I did love the the page of them essentially. Yep. Yeah, you're a trollop, and then, <laughs> and um, Emma just being aghast and yeah. snickering Sebastian Shaw behind her. This was a really fun book. Yeah. This is, this is a little bit of the, Hickman is incredibly playful mm-hmm. these days with these books. It seems <clears throat> like, like with this, he's hide family drama playful, um, and then with New Mutants, it's literally like a slapdash comedy in space mm-hmm. with dry humor. So like this is, this is just part of the course. It's fun. It's diff. It's different. Yeah, I and loved, I appreciate different. I loved Emma and Jean, little tete-tete. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was fun. Um, it still feels very disjointed to me for being the main X Men book. Yeah, it, there's a lack of cohesion mm-hmm. that I think is important for your main X book. It um, can be Hickman very frequently though. Yeah, where it's no cohesion, and then oh, it was all tied together. It's all cohesive. Yeah. You know that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. I think but, that's our expectations versus what he's trying to do because it's it's yeah. it's uncomfortable for me sometimes too. Like the 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 three issues together, the only tying factor is Scott. Yeah, but mm. nothing else. So it's it's hard. It's like it's almost this is almost starting to read like a Brave and the Bold type of book mm-hmm. where you just got one main cast member and it's just rotating all around mm-hmm. that hopefully will tell a larger story. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. It's not taking away from my enjoyment of the book. Yeah. I, I, I put this down and I was like, well, that was awesome. Okay. Um, but yeah, it just feels strange I think we bringing my own baggage a, to it. Well, I think all of us brought mm-hmm. the expectation of... Expectation. Yes. For those people not <laughs> reading this, I did say it. X dash expectation. You also, you also like put your arms up and yeah, cross yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's essential. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we all thought this was going to be Powers of X, House of X going forward. Yes, for you sure. Know? Yeah. And it's not that at all. Yeah. Uh, well, in fact, different. none of the books are that, which yeah. is unusual. Yeah. But yeah. Which is cool though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's still good. Yeah. Even the ones that I like, I'm, I'm glad that I'm enjoying Excalibur more than I was. Mm. Because it's not like I want to hate that book, yeah. but it took three issues before I was like, oh, okay, I'm finding the groove of mm. this. Maybe that'll happen with New Mutants as well, another one that I've been disappointed by so, thus far. I, um, the, one, the only one that I'm really having trouble with is Fallen Angel right now. 
Fallen mm-hmm. Angels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, it's mostly the art. I gotta say, yeah, it's Fallen Angel. Yeah. yeah. If, well, if we had Stuart Immonen on that book, hmm. you might enjoy I'm, it. More. Well, I I would enjoy it for the art, but I yeah. still might have trouble with the fact that the the characters are completely different than how they're depicted in the other. Oh, well, main yes, books. that's true. Yeah, cable. So like, there cable. Would still, yeah. Specifically, I feel yeah. like I feel it's just like a um a handful of things that are an issue with that book where it doesn't really the other ones aren't as uh, ag- uh, egregious. Yeah. yeah. Is that it? Anything else? I don't think there the were any we others it? that came out this week. It's, I believe we have touched on each and every book. We Let's have. talk about some books that came out years ago. Okay. <laughs> oh, do we have one? No, I just uh, <laughs> want to do extend it some more. Oh. Uh, Let's see. Uh, do you remember Superman like a, speeding bullets? Like where back issue Kim? book report? Oh, do we have so, uh, uh, you I and Noel? It. I didn't do it. We're you the ones it. that are due. Listen, Let's do. JD, your credit is. You, I mean, it's going to be hard to pass you for this Look, one. All right, yeah. so, <laughs> so late. I'm going I'm I'm to say like uh, how you flunk second grade. We were t- <laughs> <laughs> we were t- like we, it was suggested that we would drop all new bits. Yeah, and only one dropped. We so still far. did the th- out of the two. We still do one of them. And I refuse to say that it's dropped. I'm just, oh, we're I just, just it's uh, on a temporary hiatus. Yeah. The uh, back issue book report will return. Wait, which one do we still do? Thunder round. Thunder, Thunder round. We do not do. Uh, what you been up to this week? Oh, I mean, we kind of do. Did. That's yeah. true. The three that was what we were up to. That's true. Ah, it's back. Yeah, we did it. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Spoiler Alert. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. I've been your host, Johnny Destructo. You can come visit me at 4327 Main Street. Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex is a comic book store that I own and operate. Uh, You can help the show out if you go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo or coffee.com slash Johnny Destructo. You can tweet at me at JD's Hero Complex. Brian, where can the people find you? Uh, I'm around, you know. I'm on the Uh, town, but mm -hmm. online. I can Uh, be found at Mm brianleibdesign.com. Mm-hmm. With an I and an I-E in Brian and Lieb. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I can't top that. Uh, just social media. You can catch me on Twitter at Mr. Bartocci, M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I, or just talk at us on Facebook yeah. at the Cult Pop page. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Len. Hey, you can find me on my other uh, geeky podcast, The Black Tribbles. Just look up Black Tribbles anywhere you find podcasts and on all your social medias and holla at a Tribble. And then we have probably have another episode of Gutter Talk coming soon, right? Yes, you can together? check out our other uh, podcast, Gutter Talk. is available every place that you find podcasts as its own podcast. It's pretty dope. Me, JD, and Brandon. We get sit down in the Hero Complex and talk about comics and all that type of good stuff. Yeah, thank Nolan you. and I are not invited. Nope, never. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Not... Brian and, and right. yeah, I'm joining there. We're not yeah. even invited to listen to it. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't. Um, yeah, my viewership is not appreciated. <laughs> Listenership. Thank you and goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>